Hey there, friends. I trust that wherever you are, you are doing all right. You're hanging in there during this crazy season, not only in individual places, but really throughout the world with the coronavirus and lockdown and stay-at-home orders. And I don't know where you're listening at, but I know in so many places in my country, United States, and in so many places in the world, people are uh, have been on lockdown for weeks. Uh, there is isolation. There is loneliness. There is boredom. There's loss of jobs. There's just very, uh, very much a, a lot of different kind of difficulties that people have been experiencing. And in the midst of all that, uh, God is still faithful. God is still king. Um, God is still good. And so wherever you are at, I pray that you are experiencing, in some measure, the goodness and the presence of Jesus, your wise and faithful King, in the midst of this crazy season of life. And as we begin this episode, I just wanted to start by saying thank you. Thank you to those of you who support this ministry. As many of you know, the Bible and Life podcast is part of a whole Bible and Life online ministry that's really, ultimately, uh, the lion's share of it is a listener-supported ministry, a listener-supported show. And so many of you have given in some way financially or give regularly to support this podcast, to support the whole online ministry, which at this point I've been at it almost two years, not quite two years, almost two years. We're about 50, maybe 55% funded for what we need for uh, making ends meet, paying for platform fees, paying just life bills, putting food on the table. We're about 50, 55% uh, funded for all that. And that is the result of so many of you being just generous with your, your finances. So thank you for your support. Thank you for your generosity. Thanks for making this possible. I had a, a rare, uh, fairly long um, comment exchange on YouTube on one of my videos here recently uh, with a guy who had a, a comment. I replied to his comment that led to kind of a conversation through the comments on YouTube, at the end of which this person said, man, thank you so much for taking the time to comment. This has been like going to church for me today. has been so helpful. We ended up talking about Romans 6 and even baptism, and he's just recently come back to his faith in Jesus and is trying to get it all sorted out, and he's thinking about getting baptized, and so we had a conversation about that in the comments. And so he says, thank you for taking the time to comment. This has been like church for me. And then he says, so much love through the internet from Ireland. Ireland. I was having a chat conversation with a guy in Ireland uh, about his faith in Jesus. And man, that's just the beauty and the power of the internet and online resources. And those kind of uh, interchanges are made possible because people like you are supporting this ministry, supporting this show. And so thank you for your generosity. Thanks for your support. Thanks for being a part of the Bible and Life ministry, the Bible and Life family. And one of the major works that I'm creating, it's going to be a long project, and Lord willing, we'll, we'll be able to get quite a bit done in the next, I don't know, six, eight, ten months, but it's an audio commentary on the New Testament, the listener's commentary on the New Testament. If you haven't had a chance to check that out, you can actually swing over to listenerscommentary.com and you can check it out right there. You can actually put in your name and email address right there so that when I release new volumes, you'll get updated on that. Currently, there are three volumes of the New Testament there, Galatians, Philippians, and James. I'm going to begin recording the book of Colossians this week, and 
we're going to just uh, release those volumes as we get them produced and get them done and build that build that out and eventually want to have an entire New Testament commentary that is audio that you can listen to and that's a completely crowdfunded project so it's totally free supported by the generosity of people who believe in that ministry and in getting the word of God out into people's hands in a way they can actually make sense of it so if you haven't checked that out swing over to listenerscommentary.com and you can check that out and if you want to support that ministry right there on that website there's a little button that says give and you can uh, you can donate and support the creation of this New Testament commentary in audio fashion all right, here's what I want to do uh, on this particular episode of the podcast. I, I want us to think about the, to begin at least, I want us to think about the names that um, Christians go by. The names that Christians go by, and there's the first one, Christian. It's like, that's so familiar to us. What's a Christian? What does that word Christian even mean? And, and what does it mean to be a Christian, and why are we called Christians? And there are other words that sometimes are other labels, phrases that people give to Christians, like "Oh, you go to church." We're churchgoers. Well, what does that mean? What's a what's a churchgoer? Is that a good description of us? And for some people, yeah, that that kind of gets at at least part of who we are. We go to church semi regularly or regularly, and. Uh, we believe some of the things they teach and preach at the church. and Sometimes we're just called religious. Oh, well, you're religious. I'm not very religious. You're religious. and Well, religious in the Christian sense. Religious is one who goes to a church, goes to a Christian church, Christian, churchgoer, religious. And those are some of the labels that are often used to describe people who believe in God, uh, believe in the Bible, right, try to do the things that the Bible says, we're Christians, we're churchgoers, we're religious. Those are some of the phrases or words that are used to describe us. And yet none of those really get at the heart, I think, of what it means to be a Christian, what it means to go to a Christian church or to be religious in the sense of being a Christian, right? A faithful Christian. In fact, I was in high school one time sitting, I think, in biology class. Maybe it was history class. This long-standing friend of mine, a guy I had known since elementary school, really. His name was Keith. He sat right in front of me. His desk was right in front of me. And I don't even remember what was going on in class. I don't remember what we were saying. I just remember Keith's comment. I actually do remember. He, We were, we were going to take a test. And he wanted to cheat off my test, and I wasn't going to let him. That's what was going on. And Keith says to me, John, you're just too Christian. Too Christian. I don't even know what that means and if that's possible to be too Christian. But in his mind, I was too religious, too good. I wasn't going to let him cheat off my test. I was too Christian. Well, this idea of being a Christian, being too Christian, being a churchgoer, being religious, all those words or phrases, man, they just become so familiar to us. I think sometimes they lose their impact, their power. They don't always communicate the heart of this whole thing. So if we're going to be Christian, even too Christian, even a real Christian, what, what are we really getting at? Well, there's a word, a New Testament word, that gets at that far better than, I think, Christian, churchgoer religious. And that's the word disciple. Um, it's very common in the Gospels. Jesus calls disciples. It's the most common word to describe followers of Jesus in the Gospels, the word disciple. We still see that word show up in the book of Acts. Uh, we see the word disciples. And so 
What is a disciple? I think the word disciple, more accurately, more clearly, and more fully, when properly understood, gets at the heart of what it means to be a Christian or a churchgoer or religious in the Christian sense. And so I want to just reflect on that word disciple beginning today in this episode and really over the next handful of weeks, some things related to that to help us think through who are we? Who are we as followers of Jesus? Who are we as Christians and churchgoers? What are we really all about? What does it mean to be a disciple? And what's that all about? And Jesus, uh, right at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, the first book of the New Testament, at the end of the story, Jesus has been crucified. He's been resurrected. He has uh, interacted with his followers after his resurrection for a while. And now uh, the, the point in time is coming where we're making this big shift and Jesus is no longer physically going to be present to them. He's going to send the Spirit. And he gives sort of like his final instructions to his followers. It's Matthew chapter 28. Verses 19 and 20, if you've been around the church much at all, it's a fairly familiar passage. Sometimes it's labeled the Great Commission. In reality, what it is, is Jesus' marching orders to his followers. These are instructions for, here's my kind of the thing I really want you to be about. Here's who you are, and here's what you do in my absence. While I'm not physically with you, in fact, he's actually going to say, but I'm going to be with you differently, but it's going to be... I'll still be there. I'll still be with you just differently. Here's what I want you to do. This is what he says. Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. Jesus says, Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always, even to the very end of the age. That's Jesus' marching orders to his people. And there's really one very important instruction in these words, and it's the instruction, make disciples. That's the main thing we are supposed to be about. That's the command in this passage, make disciples. And one of the things I think that's important as we reflect on that is this, is sometimes in church world, at least among us pastors, we wrestle with, well, how do we how do we do like evangelism in a church well and uh, we're reaching new people for Jesus, people who don't know him, and we're reaching them with the gospel, and we're bringing them to faith in Jesus, evangelism. And then we also have this other component, spiritual growth, and how do we do that? And there's been this almost tension between those two things in church world, and you'll find churches that are really good at one, but not good at the other. Some churches, they do a good job of teaching, and people are growing in their faith, and and but they're not reaching new people. Or you have churches that are really good at reaching new people, but they're not really good at helping those new people grow in their faith. And so that tension between these two things, evangelism and spiritual growth. And sometimes in church world among pastors, as we wrestle with that, we're like, I just don't think it's possible to really do both of those. And I, I want to just suggest that part of the reason for that is because we have misunderstood the mission of the church. We have misunderstood the whole purpose of the church. And we have, uh, you'll find some people that say the whole mission of the church is to reach the lost, evangelism. And we'll have some that say, well, yeah, but you got to help them grow in your faith. And so they focus on that. Notice what Jesus says here in Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, the Great Commission. He doesn't say the purpose of uh, your marching orders is to reach the lost. He doesn't say your marching orders is 
to you know lead people to spiritual growth. He says your marching orders are to make disciples. That's the marching orders. That's the primary thing. And so the purpose of the church, the purpose of uh, God's people is not evangelism plus discipleship, as if those were two separate things. It's not evangelism, and then that eventually will lead to discipleship. So let's do evangelism well, and then we'll figure out how to disciple them. It's not that. Um, our mission, according to Jesus here in Matthew 28, is to make disciples. That's the mission. We have one job, one mission, make disciples. But that mission includes two components. And if we don't understand that, then we get fixated on one or the other. We get fixated on evangelism or we get fixated on spiritual growth. We don't actually do both. Those two are components of a greater whole. So the big category is making disciples, of which evangelism and spiritual growth are two parts. Notice what he says. Make disciples, and then he says how you do it. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, think about that. Baptizing them is reaching the lost, it's conversion, and then uh, teaching them to obey all I commanded you, that's spiritual growth. So those are the two means of making disciples, but the one thing we're supposed to be about is making disciples. That's our mission. And also notice there in Matthew 28 who Jesus is talking to. Who is he talking with? He's talking to disciples. He's talking to people who are disciples of his who have followed him for three years. They have been learning from him. They have been becoming like him. They were his disciples. And now he's giving them a very specific job to do. And that job is make disciples. And so that's what Jesus expects disciples to do. And that is therefore the mission, the mission, the only mission of Jesus' people, of Jesus' church, is to make disciples. And that includes those two components, right? You make disciples how? Well, Matthew 28 says you baptize them. Um, and that's conversion. This implies evangelism, right? This implies reaching people, leading them to, uh, and leading them to faith in Jesus. This is the first step in being a disciple, right? That uh, people who say yes to Jesus they get baptized. And we see this play out in the book of Acts. When you read the book of Acts, you, you watch the apostles, and everywhere they go, they preach Jesus. And when people come to faith in Jesus, they baptize them. That's what happens over and over and over again in the book of Acts, that uh, people are coming to faith in Jesus, they're believing in him, they're getting baptized. In other words, the apostles are carrying out the Great Commission. They're making disciples of Jesus. Part of that is reaching people who don't yet know Jesus, aren't yet followers of Jesus, helping them put their confidence in Jesus and become believers in Jesus and baptizing them. And so that's part of what it means to make disciples and to be a disciple is it's to baptize people. And if you haven't been baptized and you would say you're a disciple of Jesus, well, then you should do that. That's, that's like the first initial step of being a disciple of Jesus is to be baptized. And so if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't yet done that, then you need to really get in contact with people in your life who are responsible for you and connected to you in your, your walk of faith and say, I need to get baptized. And you should do that to, to follow Jesus because Jesus said, make disciples, baptizing them. And so part of being a disciple is to be baptized, right? And so that's the first thing. The second part of that is teach them all that Jesus commanded. 
But notice specifically what Jesus says there in Matthew 28. He doesn't just say, teach them to know all that I commanded, right? Teach them to have well-highlighted Bibles that, you know, are all marked up and maybe they've got some sermon notes written in there and all that. It doesn't teach that. He doesn't say, teach them to know all that I commanded. What does he say? He says, teach them to do. Teach them to do everything that I have commanded you. In other words, um, these disciples are learners, but they're not just learners of Bible knowledge and theology, right? They're not just learners of all the information and all the facts. They are actually learning how to do all that Jesus commanded. That's what they're learning. And so to be a disciple is learning how to become what Jesus instructed his people to be and become. And so that's what's involved in making disciples is helping people learn how to do it. And, and teaching people to do something is different than just teaching them to know something. There's a coaching element to that, right? There's feedback, there's practice, there's trial and error, there's learning by doing. And that's very much at the heart of what it means to be a discipleship is you put something in practice, you figure out if you're, you know how to do it yet, you don't quite know how to do it, you get some feedback, and you just learn as you go. And so you can be a disciple of Jesus and still not be very good yet at doing everything he commanded, but you're trying, you're putting it into practice, you're getting feedback, you're learning. And so that's part of what it means to make disciples, and that's part of what it means to be a disciple, is this learning how to do what Jesus instructed. And so we're we're reading what he instructed. We're doing that in relationship with others who can help us understand it and give us some feedback on how well we're doing it. We're learning as we go. So all of that is to say this, that all those words that sometimes we use to describe people that are religious in the Christian sense. They're churchgoers. You go to church regularly, you're a churchgoer. You're a religious person. You're a Christian. Those words are all good words. They are fine. They, they have their place, but they don't get at the heart of what it means to be and do as a follower of Jesus. Fundamentally, to be a follower of Jesus is to be a disciple. And to be a disciple is to be a learner and to learn specifically from Jesus and from his followers how to be and do the things that Jesus instructed us to do. And so to be a disciple begins with this moment, this line in the sand moment where we are baptized and we've declared our allegiance to Jesus. We're said, I'm with him and I'm going to be his disciple. And so we are uh, dunked in the water, brought out of the water as that beginning of our following of Jesus. And then we begin to learn how to put into practice the things he taught. And there's some of those things that we can do right away and we can be pretty good at right away. And there's some of those things we're just not very good at right away. And we start learning how to do those things. That's a disciple. That's what it means. And that's who we are. And so if you're a churchgoer, if you're a Christian, fundamentally, you need to think of yourself as a disciple who's, who's being with Jesus to learn from Jesus how to be like Jesus in every aspect of your life. That is what it means to be a disciple. And that's what it means to, be a, uh, to make disciples. And that's who we are as Christians. We are disciples who make disciples because that's the marching orders that Jesus gave us. And if I could add one more thought, specifically for pastors, elders, church leader types, 
keep in mind that this is what it means to be a church. And so as you're leading your church and as you're shepherding God's people, the fundamental thing you're about is not growing a religious organization, not getting people involved in your organization called the church, whatever specific name it has. The fundamental thing pastors we are about is discipleship, making disciples. And that includes reaching people far from God and then helping them grow in learning how to do everything Jesus commanded. That's our mission. That's our job. That's what it means to, to lead a church, to be a church, is to be people who are making disciples. And so one of the implications of that is disciples are people. And so people need to be really of first importance in whatever church ministry you're involved in. That The goal of the whole religious organization thing, leading the organization, is to help people become disciples, to help people follow Jesus as disciples. And so in everything you do in the church, you should be thinking about discipleship. I tell pastors quite a bit that discipleship isn't something we do. It's everything we do. Every pastor is a discipleship pastor. If you're a children's pastor, well, you're a discipleship pastor focused on children's and family. If you're a small group pastor, well, really what you're thinking about is how can small groups help people learn how to do all the things that Jesus taught us to do, right? Every pastor is a discipleship pastor. It's everything we do because it's the marching orders Jesus gave his church. And so churches are gatherings of disciples who are making more disciples, who are helping other people come to know Jesus as King and Lord, and then learning how to follow Jesus as King and Lord. That's what it means to be a church. That's what it means to be an individual Christian. That's who we are. That's our marching orders. We are disciples who make more disciples. And so with that in mind, over the next handful of weeks on this podcast, I just want to reflect on that. I want to look at various aspects of discipleship and want us to think about, well, what's the goal of discipleship? I want us to think about the very first thing that being a disciple of Jesus requires. What's that? I want us to think about, okay, well, what are some of the things it means to be a disciple? I mean, can you be a disciple if you don't do fill in that blank? I just want us to think through what does it really mean to be a disciple and how we can become more like Jesus in our life how we can live as good disciples of Jesus. And so over the next handful of weeks, don't really even know exactly how long, don't even know exactly totally what order I want to put it in. I just want us to reflect on various aspects of what it means to be disciples of Jesus, because that's who we are, and that's ultimately what we're all about. All right, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Bible and Life podcast. And once again, thanks to all of you who make this possible by your generous support. God bless you guys. And I look forward to talking with you more about discipleship on the weeks ahead.